Good day, everyone. My name is Jack, and this is a three-part miniseries podcast on Ephesians called Ephesians Daily Walk of a Disciple. Thank you for joining me today, and my goal here with this podcast is to cover three separate places throughout Ephesians where Paul mentions how to walk. Now, of course, this is more of a spiritual, figurative walk, not actually walk as an exercise. So again, there are three places where Paul tells the church in Ephesus how to spiritually walk every day. And today we will be going over Ephesians 4, 1 through 3. So go ahead and turn there if you have your Bibles. Uh, I use the ESV version, and I will go ahead and start reading. Chapter 4, verses 1 to 3. I, therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. All right, so first, before we get into what all this actually means, I think it's important that we gain some context of the verse. Why is he commanding this? Under what circumstances? Why is Paul telling us this? What is prompting him to say this? So chapter 3 is a doxology. Now a doxology is a section in the Bible that is specifically there to give praise to God. In this case, uh, in the case of most Pauline letters, a doxology would mark the end of a section. Now, in this case, it would mark the end of chapters 1 to 3. This is according to Ephesians and Introduction and Commentary. So this doxology is marking, before chapter 4, the doxology of chapter 3 is marking the end of 1 through 3. Now, the entire book of Ephesians talks about unity, but it's split up into two sections, chapters 1 through 3 and 4 through 6. Chapters 1 through 3 discusses the theological side of unity, which means that Jew and Gentile are unified in the body of Christ. And chapters 4 through 6 discuss the practical side of this unity, meaning how to act and respond to the unification of Jew and Gentile within the church. So that's what we're starting here today is chapter 4, the practical side. Chapters 1 through 3 is the facts about the unity that Jesus has provided for us. Chapters 4 through 6 is now what? What is our response to this unity? Paul's first command of this section is verses 1 through 3. And I'm going to break down each verse. Uh, Verse 1, I'm going to repeat verse 1. I, therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. Now, therefore is the first word in this verse. Therefore is another word like because. Because is a very good synonym for therefore. And because and therefore is a word that joins the previous passage with the new passage, the passage that uh, we're going through right now. The previous passage, again, is the doxology. It's the praise to God for his overwhelming grace, uh, the fact that he saved us and that we are saved through faith, uh, just overall overwhelming grace and the fact that we are indebted to him. And because That's the therefore. Because of the past passage that we were saved through faith and that Jesus poured himself out for us, 
Now we are to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to what we have been called. We can pretty much put chapter 3 right in bef- right in between therefore and a prisoner for the Lord because that's really what therefore means. So now walking in a manner worthy of the calling to what we've been called. This calling is defined again by the commentary that I talked about uh, that I mentioned earlier. Uh, they defined the calling as to know the grace of God in Christ, be children of God, and serve him faithfully. That means we are to live in a way that would glorify him. That's what this calling is. Now on to verse 2. Verse 1 is what he's telling us to do, walk worthy. Verse 2, how do we do it? Now I'll read verse 2. With all humility, gentleness, patience, bearing with one another in love. You can see four principles that he gives us. Humility, gentleness, patience, and bearing with one another in love. I'll break down each one briefly. Humility uh, is an obedience and dependence on God. The Bible Knowledge Commentary says that people during this time period thought of humility only to be practiced by slaves. They thought that slaves were the only ones that deserved to show humility because of how low-leveled they were in society. But Paul said that humility is the opposite of pride. It should be practiced by everyone. Jesus was the perfect example of humility. He was worthy to be greater than everyone else. He is greater than everyone else. But he brought himself down in human form and was a servant to others, completely undeserving. But he did it. And we are to replicate <clears throat> we are to replicate that kind of humility to others. Gentleness. This suggests suggests that one's emotions are under control. The Greek word means meek, which is the opposite of self-assertion, rudeness, or harshness. But it is important to realize that gentleness does not mean weakness. You cannot associate being gentle with having a weakness. Jesus was gentle and stronger than everyone else. The third one is patience. This can be said in the in brief six words. Does not hastily retaliate a wrong. If someone wrongs you or wrongs someone you know and you see it, not retaliating is a great example of showing patience. Then the last one, bearing with one another in love. A way to say this is not ceasing to love one's neighbors or friends because of their faults. And neighbors and friends, neighbor, as Jesus said, love thy neighbor. Neighbor means everyone. Everyone. Everyone that you come in contact with. Loving them no matter what. Not ceasing to love because of their faults. You may disagree with them politically or whatever, but not ceasing to love them. That's how you can bear with one another in love. All right, let's transition into verse 3. Eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Now, the bond of peace is exactly what it says. Keeping peace with one another. Not starting quarrels with one another. That will go absolutely nowhere. It doesn't show love. Keeping a bond of peace is keeping good relationships and good relations with one another. 
And when one does this, they do the first part of the verse. They keep this sort of unity between other believers. Now, Paul is specifically addressing the church, so he's talking about keeping unity within the church. He says that through this bond of peace, you can keep unity with other members of the church. So, to kind of wrap this up, to kind of conclude and to kind of put this into perspective, we have been called to walk worthy. We have been called to provide our life in a way that would glorify him. How do we do it? We show humility, gentleness, patience, and we bear with one another in love. We show a huge amount of humility, gentleness, patience, and bear with one another in love. It's impossible to get to the level of Jesus, but we are called to strive to that level. And when we do this, we are also keeping a bond of peace with one another. That would maintain the unity. See, throughout the entire Ephesians, I'll go back to what I said here at the beginning. Throughout the entire Ephesians, Paul is discussing that the church needs to be unified. Jew, Gentile, it doesn't matter who you are, you are unified in the body of Christ. If you are a believer, you are on the same playing field as everyone else. So, we are called to be unified through the bond of peace. Just want to say thank you for listening uh, to this episode of Ephesians Daily Walk of a Disciple. This is my first episode for a speech class that I'm doing at Clark Summit University. Uh, stay tuned for my next episode, which will cover Ephesians chapter 5, verse 2. Thank you again for listening, and have a wonderful day.